0: It's time for Drive-By Theology with Dr. Steve Lawson and Todd Friel. Despite what some people would say, there was only one virgin birth. Welcome to Lecture 19 of Drive-By Theology, studying, this is a diamond, Christology, studying the second person in the Trinitarian Godhead, Jesus Christ, Christology, the doctrine of Christ, specifically now, the virgin birth. Some people think that there was more than
1: one. Who are these people? Well, that would be the Roman Catholics who would claim that Mary was also born uh, sinless in order to be able to give birth to a sinless son, the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Huh. Seems to me you've got an infinite regress problem. That's
1: right. Then Mary's mother would have to have been sinless to bear her as sinless, to bear Christ as sinless. you take that all the way back to, to Adam and Eve.
0: Why such an effort to make Mary appear to be born of a virgin?
1: To make her the object of worship and to steal glory away from the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Because they believe she is the co-redemptrix, of our salvation.
1: Yes, and that our prayers have to go through her as though she's some mediator.
0: When you read the Magnificat, you hear the heart of Mary. She recognized she was a sinner. I believe it would grieve her if she knew what the Roman Catholic Church was teaching about Mary.
1: No question about it. She would say, stop the insanity.
0: The co-redemptrix, And there's not a hint of that throughout the Bible. Nowhere. It has to come from external sources. We believe in sola scriptura, the Bible alone, not tradition, not reason, not an office, not another man, but from one source, the Bible and the Bible alone. So let's dive into it to see the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, starting in Matthew 1.18. Feels like it's Christmas. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Are you comfortable with the term immaculate conception? No. Why not?
1: Because it is uh, assigned to Mary that her birth was of such. No, this conception was by God the Holy Spirit, independent of Joseph or any other man. It was God, the Holy Spirit, who conceived within her the holy offspring, Jesus Christ. There
0: happens to be another group of people, and boy do they advertise and have a really good choir in Salt Lake City, who would say that the Father actually was intimate with Mary and conceived Jesus Christ. This verse says something completely different.
1: Yes, Matthew 1, verse 20 The Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. This was a sovereign generation, not of Joseph, but of the Holy Spirit. Are you suggesting the Mormons have this wrong? totally,
0: completely wrong. So that would be more than suggesting. Would that be a doctrine that disqualifies them from the kingdom?
1: Yes, it does. Because if you're wrong about the virgin birth, you will be wrong about his substitutionary death upon the cross. Because the
0: virgin birth makes possible the uniting of full deity and full humanity in one person, which, as we heard earlier, is necessary. Now, so that we can be really clear on our understanding of the virgin birth, let us consider some wonky alternatives which will help us to understand the truth even better. For instance, an alternative would be Jesus was created in heaven and he was delivered to earth.
1: That would be an alternative. <laughs> that is a total contradiction of the word of God. Jesus left heaven as fully God and was conceived by the Holy Spirit in Mary, where he became human.
0: What if we unite a divine nature to Jesus of Nazareth after having been born to a natural mother and father? Heresy. <laughs> Wrong. Just, just once, could you Wrong. take a second to think about it? No. Just equivocate once. Just I'm try trying to serve See what it feels like. No. Can, hmm. No. Just try that. Hmm. I'm not, have you ever said, I'm not sure? if jesus divine nature was united to a man it would make it impossible for jesus to be fully god as his origin would have been identical with ours and it is a supernatural origin the virgin birth demonstrates that god is brilliant it was necessary it had to be that way and the bible
1: supports it furthermore jesus being born of a virgin is fully god fully man, forever. He is forever in this state of hypostatic union, fully God, fully man.
0: So he didn't become a man, and then when he rose from the dead, got rid of the man business, and now he's just God. Heresy. (laughs) You're doing it again. Fully God, fully man. John 20, 25 through 27, the other disciples were saying to him, We have seen the Lord, but he said to them, unless I see his hands and the imprint of the nails and put my finger into the place of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. That would be your doubting Thomas, who needed to see the resurrected body, and he did. So Jesus Christ, fully God, still fully man, because he has a human body. Yes. And this is going to be the way it is. Forever. So he didn't give up his humanity after the resurrection, made very clear in Luke twenty four, thirty nine, Luke twenty four, forty one through forty three, and Acts seven, fifty six said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God, Stephen, right before they stoned him to death, was somehow able to look up to heaven. You know, kind of like Todd Burpo. <laughs> Actually not at all like not Burpo at all. <laughs> this was a vision. He didn't get transported there. It's now no heavenly tourism. He saw the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So Jesus Christ, when he ascended into heaven,
1: has a physical body. Absolutely, a glorified, resurrected body.
0: Acts 9, 5, and he said, Who are you, Lord? This was Paul talking, and Jesus said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Jesus presently has a body, and when he comes back, On Judgment Day, which I don't mind telling you, the more I read the papers, the more I watch the Fox News and breaking alerts, I'm looking forward to this day a lot.
1: Yes, I cannot wait to hear that trumpet sound and the Lord descend from heaven.
0: With his human body. Yes. You got any biblical support for that?
1: Well, I do. Uh, Acts 1, verse 11, at the time of the ascension, two angels appeared and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. Philippians 3 verse 21, we read of Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has, even to subject all things to himself. He is in the body of his glory right now.
0: And when he comes back, he will be in that body, 1 John 3, 2. But also, this is one of those fly-by verses that you maybe wouldn't pay any attention to. Matthew twenty six twenty nine. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine, Steve, I did a Greek study that actually in the Greek means Welch's grape juice. (laughs) From now on until that day, when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom, why does this verse point to Jesus having a body forever? Well, you can only drink from the vine. You can only eat food if you have a body. Now, having studied the hypostatic union, the virgin birth, the ontological nature of Jesus Christ, the early church to whom you are connected, thought it was important enough to sit down and precisely put onto paper all of these theological points very, very accurately. Would like to share with you now, going back to the Chalcedonian definition of 451, listen for their precision in writing down Christology.
1: It is as follows. Following then the Holy Father's, meaning they are standing in unity with the early church fathers, they write. We unite in teaching all men to confess the one and only Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. This self-same one, referring to Christ, is perfect, both in deity and in humanness. This self-same one is also actually God and actually man, with a rational soul, referring to his human soul, and a body. He is of the same reality as God, as far as his deity is concerned, and of the same reality as we ourselves, as far as his humanness is concerned. Thus, like us in all respects, sin only accepted. In other words, he is just like us in our humanity, Except he was without sin. It continues now. Before time began, he was begotten of the Father in respect of his deity, and now in these last days, for us and on behalf of our salvation, this self same one was born of Mary the Virgin who is God-bearer. That is to say, she was bearing one who is fully God within her in respect of his humanness.
0: That word, God-bearer, is not one without controversy, theotokos. How do we understand it rightly? How do we understand it wrongly?
1: It is understood correctly in that he was fully God being carried in her. How we understand it wrongly is that he was God inside of one who was sinless.
0: So if if the focus on she's the God-bearer versus she's bearing God, the difference is heresy.
1: Yes, absolutely. She was not God, but she had God inside of her.
0: 451 A.D., the Holy Fathers continued. We also teach that we apprehend this one and only Christ Son, Lord only begotten in two natures. And we do this without confusing, no mixing, no mingling, the two natures, without transmuting one nature into the other, without dividing them into two separate categories, without contrasting them according to area or function. The distinctiveness of each nature is not nullified by the union. Instead, the properties of each nature are conserved and both natures concur in one person and in one reality, one hypostasis, one hypostasis. They are not divided or cut into two persons, but are together the one and only and only begotten word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus have the prophets of old testified. Thus the Lord Jesus Christ himself taught us. Thus the symbol of the fathers has handed down to us. It was written in 451, not their ideas, not their whimsy, not because they were theological snoots, because that is what the Bible taught. And if we do not affirm this ancient creed today, we are outside of orthodoxy. We are outside of salvation because we do not have the right Jesus Christ. This was Lecture 19 of Drive-By Theology.